Fighting for freedom every day. Republicans right now, the conservatives, which unfortunately, this is what we have to do every time. Even after a vote where people are sick and tired of the establishment, they're sick and tired of the squeezy, middle-of-the-road, squishy kind of Republican rhinos, and we vote conservatives in, then we have to fight tooth and nail in D.C. to actually be heard within the Republican Party. This is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. What's up? Yes, indeed it is. Welcome into The Voice of Reason, the post-Monday celebration, the greatest day of the entire week. That's the way we roll here on the show for The Voice of Reason. And what a day it's been. What a day indeed. There's a lot of news to cover, obviously, so we'll break it all down the best that we possibly can in our short time together on a daily basis. Welcome into the show, broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station. We are all over the country, multiple radio stations, TV, live streaming, podcasting, however you may watch or listen to the show. We love you to death. Appreciate you very much. Your Millennial General reporting for duty like we do every single day. Before we get into the big topics of the day, we have Chadwick Moore coming on, bottom of the hour. He is the author of the book Tucker that's coming out in July as we talk about the future of Tucker Carlson, the future of Fox News. What does it mean for mainstream media? What does it mean for the mainstream news outlets? And what could it potentially mean for not only Tucker, but for anyone in the alternative media sources, those that are looking to start podcasts or streaming, those that are looking to try and appeal to the younger generations in new and unique ways, and what does it mean for online content moving forward? We'll have all that breaking down and have a fun conversation with it at the bottom of the hour. Obviously, we have a lot to talk about from the breaking news today that we'll get to in just a second. Before we do so, though, I have to say thank you very, very much. The response since our announcement yesterday of the show. Now, this radio program goes on, like I said before, six, seven radio stations. Uh, as we are mostly in the Mid-America region, we have a few outlying stations as well right now. And more coming on with our brand new announcement that we said yesterday of our two-hour nationally syndicated weekend program that will be starting next Saturday on June 24th in partnership with our amazing new partners, Americans for Prosperity, which we've had on this program many, many times before. We've had on my local show here in the Wichita area many, many times before with our state director and looking forward to working with them on a national level with our weekend show where we're going to be talking to state directors all over the country. We'll talk to the national organization and trying to find ways for limited government, uh, financial responsibility, transparency in the government, and individual sovereignty, which is what they love to focus on. We're really excited to work with them and being distributed through the Salem Radio Network. Thank you for the response very much. I appreciate that, that we've seen uh, with messages coming in, phone messages, texts, and emails, and all the social media. You guys are awesome. And again, the whole reason why we even have the ability to actually go national and and blow the show up like we've been trying to do for 10 years in the radio industry is because of the fact that you support and enjoy the show so much. So thank you for that. And I want to say that from the bottom of my heart. I truly, deeply, humbly uh, accept it and thank you so, so much for you enjoying the program. With all that ooshy-gooshy stuff out of the way, we have a lot to talk about today, which is what we're here to do. So let's get into our first off. Uh, I know that Donald Trump's been the topic of discussion for today, but we always have to do our check-in with Joe Biden because he's not doing any better right now, is he? You doing all right, buddy? Feeling good? I want to be clear. I'm not going nuts. We are making sure. Just making sure you're doing okay. All right, let's get into what's trending. 
What's trending today? Now, as you know, Donald Trump officially appeared in court today in Miami, Florida, for the charges that he has on the classified documents that were found at Mar-a-Lago with the FBI raid, which is, as you know, completely unnecessary and a little bit brutal just for the media's publicity to run with this and say, look how bad and evil Donald Trump has been. I don't need to go down the details of the case. You've heard it before. I don't need to go down the hypocrisy on why we don't trust the FBI or our government agencies, which you've heard for the last week or so talking about this issue. We don't need to talk about the corruption of Joe Biden. We don't need to talk about the corruption of Hillary Clinton because we already know this information. We already know it. We don't need to go down that road over and over and over again. This just validates and solidifies the fact that no one trusts the government. Period. End of story. We don't trust the FBI. We don't trust uh, elected officials. We don't trust our government agencies and departments. We don't trust any of them. And I've said this for a long time. I just I, Every single thing they say, I usually do the opposite. They tell us to put on a mask. We make sure not to wear a mask. They tell us to get a vaccine. We make sure not to get that vaccine. Or we do our due diligence to get the right one if we so choose to get one at all. Because we don't trust what they have to say. They tell us that we need to raise taxes for certain programs. We fight to not raise those taxes because we know those programs are going to be absolute failures because, well, I don't know, it's the government that's actually involved with them. We don't trust a single word they say, and this has been happening for a while. So the new push to try and get Donald Trump conveniently out of the presidential election is backfiring on them big time. And I've told you this before, I'm the eternal optimist, and watching the response from this is hilarious because Donald Trump's numbers continue to climb in support even after them charging him on all these 37 counts of classified documents and going after him, trying to throw him in jail or at least get him booted off the presidential potential tickets in the Republican primary. And it's not working. Is Donald Trump left the courthouse just an hour or so ago and is now en route to New Hampshire or New Jersey, I'm sorry, New Jersey, where he's going to be making a campaign speech for contributions. And he's encouraging everybody to watch this one. In fact, as he walked out of the courthouse, according to Fox News today, he made a brief statement. Are we getting, are we getting, I think it's going great. Okay, I think it's a rigged deal here. We have a rigged country. We have a country that's corrupt. We have a country that's got no borders. We have a country that's got nothing but problems. We're a nation in decline. And then they do this stuff. And you see where the people are. We love the people. And you see where they are. You see the crowds and everything else. We have a country that is in decline like never before, and we can't let it happen. I'm going to make a little uh, speech tonight in Bedminster, and uh, I hope you're going to be there. Can you start to There he is, Donald Trump. Do you think that he sounds upset? Do you think that he sounds shaking at the knees? Do you think that he sounds panicked a little bit from the situation? It doesn't sound like it. He's going directly from that. You could see the Trump plane taking off and heading back uh, back for his uh, speech going on later this evening. Before the court date, his attorney, Alina Baba, also came out and made a statement on Fox News saying essentially the same thing. Joe Biden himself retained possession of classified documents that have not been prosecuted. And none of them came into possession of those documents while they were president. None of them were president who as the head and sole member of the executive branch has the power to summarily declassify documents. The decision to pursue charges against President Trump while turning a blind eye to others is emblematic of the corruption that we have here. We are at a turning point in our nation's history. The targeting 
prosecution of a leading political opponent is the type of thing you see in dictatorships like Cuba and Venezuela. It is commonplace there for rival candidates to be prosecuted, persecuted, and put into jail. What is being done to the President Trump should terrify all citizens of this country. These are not the ideals that our democracy is founded upon. This is not our America. So that was the attorney on Fox News just before Trump arrived and actually showed up in court to make his plea of not guilty. And again, we don't need to go down the hypocrisy list, the laundry list of all the corruption, the shenanigans behind closed door crap that we've seen the Democrats do for years and now just openly and not care about it while they go after someone like Donald Trump, who has done absolutely nothing wrong. But we have an opportunity here. And I hope, because I'm not necessarily as optimistic about this, I should be, we need to be, but I hope that this is an opportunity for Republicans to show some unity. And here's what I mean. We're going into a very brutal presidential election for 2024. We already have Trump and DeSantis and Tim Scott and Vivek Ramaswamy and uh, Chris Christie and uh, I can't even think of how Nikki Haley. We have a few more that's jumped in. We've had almost 10 candidates jump into this race. Mike Pence that's in the race now. We have a laundry list of candidates, which I'm excited about. As you know, I love the primary races. And I think that the primaries are the great way for us to spar, to expand our horizons, to challenge our thoughts, and to make the Republican Party a better party based on the ideals that we stand for. However, we also are really good at beating each other up to the point to where we blood each other up more than we do the opposition instead of focusing on the real enemy, which is the progressive liberal establishment part of the country because we're too worried about purism on exactly what we want to stand for and the one singular candidate that we stand for. And if we don't support them, then to hell with everybody else because it's going to be so bad, we might as well just have a Democrat in there to make that point. And we've done that to ourselves over and over and over again. But we have an opportunity here. With Donald Trump being wrongly gone after by the Democrats and the legal system that was put in place by the Democrats and George Soros, who is now going to be Alex Soros, as we talked about yesterday, we have an opportunity for the Republican parties to show some unity and say, hey, even if we don't agree with Donald Trump, even if we think that he's talking too much about 2016, even if we think that he's going or uh, uh, with 2020, if we if we think that he's going overboard with his tweet, if we don't like his personality, if we didn't like him as president of the United States because of his character or whatever, we have an opportunity to unite and say we stand with you, and we do not want you to be persecuted. We do not want you to be thrown in prison, and we're not going to allow a corrupt legal system dominated by liberal progressive socialists wanting to persecute their political opponents, we will not stand for something like this in the nation. And that alone, whether it turns out to make into a Donald Trump nomination or not, that alone could unite the largest crowd of American citizens in the history of this country going into an election, exposing the corruption for political points that the Democrats are trying to do. And hat tip off to Vivek Ramaswamy, who is not going to be a Republican nominee, but is an amazing candidate the more I learn about him. And we just had his spokesperson, Kathy Barnett, former senator, uh, former Senate candidate and former congresswoman candidate in the state of Pennsylvania, who's now held, heading up as a political consultant on his campaign. We had her on the show a week or two ago. Uh, he came out 
in Miami today and made this statement. This is an announcement of a letter that my campaign has sent to every other campaign in this race, to Mike Pence, to Nikki Haley, to Larry Elder, to RFK Jr., to Marianne Williamson, to Doug Bugram, Burgum, to Perry Johnson, to Chris Christie, to Ron DeSantis, the governor of the state where we are today, who by any measure is not here today in his own state, I will tell you that we have sent this letter, and I'm happy to announce, this is my commitment on January 20th, 2025, if I'm elected the next U.S. president, to pardon Donald J. Trump for these offenses in this federal case. And I have challenged, I have demanded that every other candidate in this race either sign this commitment to pardon on January 20th, 2025, or else to explain why they are not. That, my friends, is how you do it. And God bless him. I, I got to admit, I'm liking this guy more and more. He's going up to like my number three or four favorite in this presidential race right now. Uh, again, I don't know that he's got much of a chance. Maybe he's an outcast. Maybe he's a surprise and he could surprise us all. But I don't think he's got much of a chance on this. But the fact that he's signing a letter saying, if I were president, I would pardon him. We need to unite and we need to support Donald Trump, regardless of whether he becomes candidate or not. Uh, we need to support this because we do not stand for political persecution through a corrupt court system from Democrats and progressive socialists wanting to castrate their political opponents because they do not want any opposition. This is how the Republicans unite. And when Republicans and if you Republicans could unite under this kind of message, it's game over. No matter who they put up, we dominate them in an election in 2024. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Fighting for freedom every day. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. So as you know, as Republicans, as conservative Republicans, as constitutionalist Republicans, As you know, we not only have to battle the radical, socialist, left-wing, progressive agenda from the Democrat side, we also have to battle, on our front, we have to battle the mainstream, establishment, wishy-washy Republican side that really wants the same thing they do, just by a different flavor, with investing in their own special interests instead of just getting rid of government interests all alone. We realize we battle on the two fronts. No one else has to do that. Democrats don't have to do that because they have... They're straight in line motion. Just get in line, get the talking points, move along down the aisle here. They do whatever they want to do. Republicans, we have our tear that we've had for years, and we're trying to build that up again. And Donald Trump, God bless him, whether you liked him or not, you had to recognize the fact that he did an an amazing job exposing that there is an elitist, quote-unquote, dark, deep state, shadow government, whatever the hell you want to call it, going on in D.C. And even after he left office, we're still seeing the ripple effect of them so desperate to remove him because of what he did that they can no longer go back to the way things were before. And because of that, we still have the two-front battle, but it's getting a little bit easier because we can now expose it. Uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, the Republican presidential candidate who made that announcement saying that he's saying it I, I sent a letter to all these other republican candidates even democrat candidates that if we get the presidency 
We want a commitment to pardon Donald Trump from these ridiculous attacks from the legal system that is corrupt, run by a corrupt FBI system, run by a corrupt Democrat system to try and silence any political opposition, which is what tyrants do in dictatorial governments all over the world. And we will not stand for something like that. And the fact that we're seeing a little bit of unity right now from most Republicans is absolutely amazing. But recognizing there is an establishment side to this is another battle that we have to be aware of because apparently the Republicans themselves, whether it's the RNC or the big donors within the Republican Party that are more the George Bush-style moderate Republicans, they're the ones saying, hey, let's kind of let this thing play out and get rid of Trump because we don't like this guy either. And I will tell you something. It's going to be difficult for those other candidates to sign this letter. The reason it's going to be difficult for them is the same reason it's difficult for me. The donor class has been calling every Republican candidate and telling us to stay away from this, not to touch it from a 10-foot pole, not to just keep your distance away for Trump. That is what the donor class is telling us. That's what they're telling the other candidates. I refuse to abide by being a disciple of the donor class. I think that we need to declare independence from our donor class in the Republican Party. That is why I challenge every one of the other candidates to actually act on their convictions. Man, I'm telling you, I love this guy. I love the feistiness that he brings and the stances that he takes. That's exactly what we need. And we're starting to see it from him, from other other candidates that are saying, wait, this isn't right. From moderate Democrats that are coming out and saying this isn't right what they're doing to Donald Trump. Even Kevin McCarthy, with all his flaws and not, coming out against CNN, which was amazing to watch him go after CNN with the way they're trying to challenge him as well from the Republican side. Are you going to stand with a president who's indicted and persecuted and thrown in jail? ...of equal justice is not playing out here. And so that's a real concern to all Americans. So as a policymaker, elected officials, we want to make sure it's equal justice for all. We want to look that it's a weaponization. Now, what, you're with CNN, right? Yes. Okay, so let's talk about this even further because when somebody weaponizes government and they actually get removed from government, let's take Andrew McCabe, okay, former de- deputy. But this is no, a different but let me, case. no, no, let me answer this is the a question. Different set of- <laughs> it goes on a lot longer, but hey, let's look at some of the hires that you have over on CNN. See how well those have played out. As they've been known to lie, they've been proven to lie and that you guys hire them to try and go after Donald Trump. Uh, thank you. No, thank you. We're not going to answer your questions anymore. Uh, well done. Well done. The power up of Kevin McCarthy on that one. I'm still mad at you about the debt ceiling thing, but well done. I'll maybe be a little less angry at you now. we got a big battle ahead of us, but we're aware of it. People are waking up to it. People are fighting back, and this is not going to turn out well for the Democrats forcing Donald Trump out of this presidential election. Lots more coming up. Stay here. This is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. When Reason meets radio, this is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Yes, indeed it is. Welcome back into the program. Last half hour, man, it flies right on by. More fun than we should be having every single day. Trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that five pound bag. Trying to rebrand the millennial generation one radio listener at a time. Thanks for hanging out with us today for a post Monday celebration. Trying to carpe diem all over this place, baby. (laughs) That's what we do here on the show. I mean, just like Joe Biden, right? I know we pick on him a lot. You feeling all right, Biden? Do you feel, um, 
triggered, insensitive. Stop it. Stop it now. All right, making sure. Let's shift gears a little bit here. We'll get back into the Donald Trump issue just a little bit. The unity of the Republican Party, the opportunity that we have as a Republican Party to really unite and say, this is just wrong, regardless because of the uh, illegalities of what's going on here and the politics that's being played. It's wrong, and we're not going to stand for it. Will we do that? Or will we uh, fight amongst each other and say, oh, good riddance, let's get rid of that guy? Uh, it'll be interesting to see how the Republicans respond, especially with uh, many of the even candidates saying, you know what, maybe we need to unite here and just make sure that this shenanigans does not happen. With that being said, let's shift gears. And what's trending today? <laughs> one of our other favorite topics, which is the mainstream media. Uh, it was hilarious watching Kevin McCarthy earlier uh, talk to CNN about some of the uh, stuff they've been doing as well, not answering their question, and rightfully so because of how stupid it actually is, but going after them for what they've been doing. Are you prepared to defend your your network, CNN? That I'm had, asking you a I'm, a, I'm you answering your question. You could ask me any question you want, but I'm entitled to answer the question, okay? You can't put words in my mouth. Even though your network can hire Andrew McCabe, who was fired from the FBI for leaking classified documents. Did you remove him from your network? No, you continue to put him on to give judgment against President Mr. Trump. Speaker. You also hire Clapper. Clapper has come out publicly. Mr. Speaker, and what steps I the will... going... <laughs> going after him. At the end of it, by the way, he just doesn't even... After what you've seen over the last several days. So your network hires Clapper. <laughs> Well done. Well done. How does mainstream media look right now? Uh, Not just CNN, but even Fox News as they've been on the decline. The billion dollars, almost billion dollars in their Dominion lawsuit, and then the billion dollars that was lost after the firing of Tucker Carlson. The weird part about that, if you haven't seen the news over the last couple of days as well, is that now Fox has apparently sent a cease and desist letter to Tucker Carlson to stop even commenting on social media with the potential new outlet or program that he's going to be doing solely on the Tweety. They don't want him talking, which is really fascinating as well to talk about some of that and more on what the future of all this may look like. Excited to have on the program. He is the author of the new book, Tucker, which comes out in July, which you can pre-order right now. Uh, Excited to have on here Mr. Chadwick Moore. Chadwick, how are you, my friend? Hey, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, it's great to chat with you. I appreciate you coming on here. Uh, It's a fascinating world that we live in right now with the mainstream media. We have the left-wing media covering, obviously, Donald Trump. Of He stepped into the courtroom, and he looked at us, and he smiled. And I don't know what that means, but it means that he's probably very upset and very triggered at the moment. Then we have Fox (laughs) covering the same stuff, but yet they're wanting to silence others that are supporting anything in this movement. It's a weird world that we live in today. Yeah, that's right. I mean, it seems like Fox is really sort of fed up with what they had uh, over the last, well, during the Trump administration. They want to kind of clean house. That's what a lot of people are thinking right now. And um, I'm not really sure how they're planning on co- continuing to cover this um, this uh, situation with Donald Trump. Yeah, it's it's fascinating. Let's talk about Fox News for a second and with your book, obviously, with Tucker, with him being released, letting him go. Do we have, outside of speculation, I haven't heard of any concrete reason on why they let him go, but obviously the speculation was it happened shortly after the Dominion case of them losing so much money because he was the one, quote-unquote, touting the uh, election fraud more so than anyone else. Is that linked, or do you think that there were other reasons going on because of maybe the transition of how Fox is handling news and the way they want their messaging to be? What What do you think was behind all this? Well, what, what's absolutely clear is that it has probably something to do with Dominion because it, it he was let go six days after the 
settlement was reached. So whatever the case being, someone said, well, don't do it tomorrow. Wait a week and let him go. And uh, But, you know, what, what, what's fact is that Tucker Carlson did not at all push any of the theories that the, that the Dominion voting systems are rigged on air. In fact, he pushed back against it quite strongly. There are other people on Fox who still have jobs who did push those theories. So, you know, one might say if you, if you know Fox leadership, as I've gotten to understand them, Fox management, uh, well, firstly, they, they're, they're not very bright. They don't really understand their audience. They don't really understand how media landscape has changed. They also don't understand what their brand is anymore. Uh, and, you know, people, one theory is that simply they wanted to make an example out of Tucker Carlson. They wanted to get rid of him uh, to sort of um, show who's the boss and to get everyone else in line make sure all the guests and the anchors were, you know, acting right and put a little fear of God in them. Of course, I don't think they realized that Tucker Carlson had developed a brand that was as big, if not bigger than their own, and that he was propping up not only their entire evening lineup and their entire network, but in a way, he was extending the life and relevance of the entire cable news industry. Yeah. That is true. There was another rumor outside of the Dominion issue to where apparently he had done some interviews on individuals going after, quote unquote, big pharma. And obviously, pharmaceutical industry is paying for a lot of advertising in mainstream cable TV. Uh, that that was another one of the reasons why they couldn't have him on there regarding COVID vaccines and that sort of thing. Uh, any information that you've heard of from that front of it as well? Well, so the, I mean, there's tons of issues like that. Another would be you know, the defense lobby, another would be any company engaging in ESG, because he was the only mm-hmm. person talking against ESG, and obviously a lot of investors in Fox have an interest in ESG. So I think there's any number of issues that Tucker talked about that took, he took a counter-narrative on, sure. in which there would be powerful people, probably many of them on the Fox board, who would have wanted him gone for a long time. So whether this could have been uh, an excuse to get rid of him, and now, you know, he's, he's still an employee of Fox News, technically. He hasn't been fired. His show's just been pulled off the air. The sinister thing about this and about the cease and desist that you mentioned earlier is that his contract runs until the end of 2024, so that's through the next presidential election. Yeah. So Fox clearly doesn't want him speaking at all until after the next presidential election. Well, and that's the weird part. I mean, why would they keep someone? Obviously, he's not being paid, you know, 15 bucks an hour. You know, he's getting paid a pretty decent amount of money. He's not creating content for them. He's not helping them create ad revenue. Why would they keep him on a contract and continue to pay him when he's not doing anything for them instead of just canceling the contract, doing a payout for him and just being done with him so that way they can move on and start generating more revenue? Because... With them not making money off of him, it sounds like it's being done for a political purpose of let's keep him silent as long as possible here. I, I can't really see any other any other reason why that would be. I mean, you know, the president of the United States is a big, important job, and there are a lot of powerful, sinister people out there who will do whatever they can and spend any amount of money they can to make sure they control who has that job. So it looks like it's clearly politically motivated. It doesn't make any other sense otherwise. It's very strange. Yeah, we're talking with Chadwick Moore, author of the book Tucker, which you can find online at TuckerTheBook.com. TuckerTheBook.com. You can pre-order. It comes out July 18th, and you can read about the history here. Let's talk about uh, media for a second before we go to Tucker in general. But with the blow up there, and like you said, with ratings going down, I mean, we've seen Newsmax take a major jump right now. In fact, CNN and MSNBC are now competing in that primetime slot for the mainstream uh, with uh, where they used to be uh, completely non-existent with Tucker's ratings. 
what does the future look like, do you think, for mainstream and for specifically Fox News right now? They've blown it up and apparently are moving Sean Hannity to that time slot and doing some uh, arrangements of elsewhere. But is Fox News done, do you think, when it comes to the conservatives that are watching the outlet? Or, like usual, will we just get angry and then cool off and then come back to it and slowly trickle back into the media outlet? I mean, I think they'll always be around for a little while, but their relevance doesn't really seem to matter that much. And a lot of their best guests are now no longer willing to come on their show because of what's going on. Now, Fox, now the way Fox thinks of itself is that they're invincible. Uh, they think that their audience is uh, stupid and will always come back. And, you know, so they, they believe they'll, they'll heal from that. I don't know if they will. You know, the last time that there was a big backlash against Fox News was over Arizona when they called it really early for Joe Biden. And, uh, you know, it seemed to me that people did sort of trickle back. And I think one of the only reasons they did was because of Tucker Carlson. I think that they they saw that, you know, OK, if Fox allows this guy on the air to say these things, then they must not be that bad. I'll just tune in for Tucker. Maybe I'll stick around for Hannity uh, because the TV's on and I'm making dinner or whatever. Um, but, you know, this seems to be different. Uh, and I don't really know if they're going to recover from it. You're right about their ratings. You know, when Tucker's show was on the air, out of the top 10 cable news shows, Fox had the top nine slots, yeah. and or had nine of the 10 slots, and now they're barely breaking into the top 10. It's it's worse than Bud Light when you look at the numbers. <laughs> yeah. Well, it really just it really shows that when uh, you don't listen to what the general public wants, what your consumer wants, whether it's TV ratings or whether it's a, con- a product like Bud Light, when you don't listen to your own constituents or when you listen to con- con- the consumer, you're not making good business decisions. And maybe this is a wake-up call across the board for the private sector and for corporate owners right now that are thinking that they can go down the road and do whatever the hell they want to do without the feedback of their own consumer that when they go down this road that they're going to see the repercussions of that. Maybe this is a learning lesson that we need to see across the board. Yeah, and it's, it even goes beyond just not listening to your consumer. It's actively going out of your way to insult them and to tell them that you don't care about them. I mean, like exactly what Bud Light did. Like, you know, does Bud Light ever think liberals are going to drink their beer? No, of course not. Yeah. And, you know, it's Fox News. They fared, felt, failed to see that why so many people thought Tucker was so special and what he, he offered. Another thing, too, is that, you know, I think with the, with what you'd asked about earlier, the, the changing media landscape is I don't think that these cable news networks understand that people are moving away from brands and they want relationships with personalities. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people had that with Tucker. They don't want, you know, just like whatever's on Fox. They want to have the guy that they trust who they feel like is speaking exactly uh, directly to them and understands them. Yeah. And you don't have a lot of that on Fox News. It's a really great point. It goes through a lot of media, talk radio as well. You don't listen to a radio station for the call letters. You listen to it because you like the host that's on there because you feel comfortable with them. Uh, Chad, we got to take a hard break. Can you stick over one more segment with us? Sure, of course. Fantastic. I want to shift gears and talk about those alternative media sites, where Tucker's going, and what that means to the future of content moving forward online. We'll do more of that when we come back here on a post-Monday here on The Voice of Reason. Stay here. This is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. for freedom every day. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Yes, indeed it is. Welcome back into the program. Last few minutes of the show. Oh, how the time flies here on the program. By the way, tomorrow we'll cover some more of what Donald Trump may say at the event tonight, encouraging everybody to listen to that speech. Also, 
The inflation numbers came out 4% annual rate for the month of May, down from the 7 that we were at, but still at 4%. What they say, according to CNBC, the lowest in two years. <laughs> okay. We'll do that tomorrow on the program, so make sure to stay tuned for that. Right now, we're hanging out talking about alternative media, what the media may look like moving forward. The author of the book, Tucker, which you can find online, TuckerTheBook.com. TuckerTheBook.com. Pre-order it. Book comes out on July 18th. At Chadwick Moore on the line with us here. As we look at now, let's, let's focus on the alternative side of the media right now. As obviously, he said he's going to be doing a program that's solely on Twitter, which I found fascinating. I, I mean, Twitter is obviously an asset, but to do it solely and strictly on that platform is really interesting. And for the first two videos that he's done, each of them reaching 100, 120, 150 million views and impressions on uh, on that outlet, uh, superseding, I mean, by far what he used to get with his 8 million, 10 million people watching his ratings on Fox News. Is this the future? Is this the way things are going to go, do you think? And will this make mainstream media somewhat more obsolete? Well, I mean, they've had their numbers being chipped away at for so long. I think probably what, what, what Tucker's producers have told me is that, you know, they don't feel committed to staying on Twitter. They're going to try it out. They're going to see how they like it. This is sort of where they are for now. Maybe, maybe they'll stay or not. Uh, Twitter is planning to launch a longer a video a video platform that's similar to YouTube that's meant to compete with YouTube, which would be a great thing because YouTube is so censorious. Uh, so that, I think, is if the, if the show goes longer, they're going to put it on that platform. Um, but they uh, are open to the possibilities. You know, I have a feeling that they might want to be launching a, their own uh, media company similar to The Blaze or Daily Wire or something like that. Yeah, that, that is going to be interesting. Just in general, outside of just Tucker, obviously there's so many podcasts out there. Everybody in their kitchen sink now has a podcast, which is awesome. I mean, get your content out, let people know what you're feeling and talking about and thinking. And it, I, I love the fact that people have the opportunity to do that. It makes it a little difficult to stand out, but that's the beauty of the world today is getting everybody's opinions and, and issues and discussions on whatever topic it may be out there. Um do you think, again, that that is the future, not just on Twitter, but on YouTube or on Twitch.tv or on uh, Rumble or any of these sites? I mean, things are so diversified now. It's almost like the massive information overload today, isn't it? Uh, yeah, that's true. And, and it, I guess it is difficult to stand out. And everyone does have their own show. And I think that, you know, one of the reasons why one of the reasons why Fox may be trying to keep them in silence as long as possible is because they're absolutely terrified about even more people leaving to, to watch whatever he's up to. Uh, and, um, you know, it's been diminishing returns in cable news for quite some time. For a while, Fox was number one, and they'd always brag about it. But it wasn't, you know, it was diminishing returns on that because more and more people are listening to, to well, talk radio continues to, to be king in most places and going to podcasts, going to alternative and online media. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a fascinating world to watch and see how that's going to evolve moving forward. But uh, it also creates that opportunity for, and I'm not just talking from you know the the trigger words here, but quote unquote misinformation, but actual just people lying uh, through their teeth trying to create something just to cre- create a movement when it doesn't even happen. So um, I don't know if there's a way to stop that, but I think that just comes down to you and I. I think just in general understanding issues and being able to spot when someone's lying blatantly because obviously, Chadwick, there's a lot of lying going on and the majority of it's coming from right now, the mainstream media and from government officials, isn't it? Yeah, I would agree with that. You know, I've always felt that people are smart enough to figure out things for their own. You can kind of smell when something seems off. Some people will always buy lies and hoaxes. Uh, sometimes it's an entire side of the political party. 
uh, or political spectrum. But if you're, uh, I th- yeah, I've always trusted people to be able to do their own research and kind of smell when something doesn't seem right. Uh, and now, the, you know, sure, uh, alternative media messes up a lot or sometimes, but it's not like the grave and really, really big lies that you get from mainstream media, which is just pushed through by everyone in power and supported by everyone in power. Yeah. There's only alternative, there's only real journalism, it seems like, is happening by alternative sources and everyday people. That's what it's about. That's why Joe Rogan's so popular is uh, the most, uh, in 2021, 2022, the most influential media person in the world was a podcaster of Joe Rogan and then Tucker Carlson right in that list as well. What's going to be fascinating to watch is see whether Tucker can break that contract with Fox, whether Fox will finally give up that contract and allow him to start creating content relatively soon. It's Chadwick Moore, author of the book, Tucker. Find it online, tuckerthebook.com. Pre-order it. You can also find it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble's books a million chadwick we appreciate the time very much my friend let's get you back on and do this again soon oh thanks so much man we'd love to yeah absolutely appreciate that great content great information we'll do it again here soon until then we're back at it again tomorrow make sure to tune in check it out have a great evening it's time for you to speak up speak out speak loud speak proud speak the truth and always speak some reason this is the voice of reason i'm andy hoosier we'll see you on the radio